Welcome back to Guna Fanzine TV. This is Toby Miles, the producer of the show, just checking in to introduce our guest for the benefit of audio listeners. First up, you've got Leif Youssef, uh, experienced Arsenal journalist, lifelong fan. He'll be the first voice you hear, he's our host. Then you've got Sergio, and also a very loyal Arsenal fan and manager of the absolutely fantastic Galazio Bar we recorded this in. Grumpy Glenn is next, the next voice you'll hear. Uh, he's been a season ticket holder for a very long time. He's been going since the 70s. Got some really interesting insights into Arsenal. Then you've got Art de Rocher, an exciting young Arsenal journalist and a real expert on Arsenal women and uh, also the under-23s. And then you've got Rosie Tudball, another exciting young journalist, a loyal Arsenal fan and a regular match-goer. So uh, let's crack on with the show. Enjoy. Cheers. Good afternoon. How's your day been? Uh, you join us for Guna Fanzine TV's first ever podcast, so thanks very much for joining with us. Let's crack on straight away. We're obviously talking about the 2-2 draw against Spurs and North London Derby at the Emirates on Sunday. What was your thoughts to start with? Well, I thought it was quite positive having the front three at the top, but I thought the rest of the selection was slightly negative having three DMs. I thought we give Spurs a little bit too much sort of favour in their attack, whilst we weren't pushing forwards with a number 10 sort of spraying the ball around, which I thought was problematic. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, defensively, still look frail. Yeah, yeah, it was the same old story, wasn't it, really? I mean, it was good going forward and, and dodgy at the back, really. But that's an interesting point in terms of three defensive midfielders. We didn't need it, did we, really? I mean, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I spoke to you briefly after the game yesterday, but we've sat in the pub beforehand, and I could have told you the team he was going to pick. He still has on the set, sort of side of caution. Mm. So we went for that, you know, outstanding front three. And I just knew he was going to put Wendouzi, Saka and Torreira there. Yeah. Which, uh, it seemed to sort of like, I don't know if he was trying to compensate, but it just seemed to upset the balance because whilst we had this massive talent up front, there was no provider. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I think as a consequence, Spurs sort of like latched onto that to start with. And yeah. started pulling Saka about and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll, so, you mentioned Zach. We'll obviously get on to Zach yeah, yeah, we'll shortly. But um, yeah, your initial thoughts on, on the game? Oh. Yeah, I mean, the game overall, I think the result was fair with what happened during the game. But I mean, going going into half time, I think we reacted well to the penalty, yeah. and being able to get that goal was crucial going into half time. So, on the balance of play, I guess a uh, point was a uh, point was fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we talked to a lot of people yesterday. Um, we talked to a lot of people on social media as well, and there was a bit of a split between you know, was it a good point or was it was it a bad result really? But I think the two 0 down, Arsenal were struggling, and to get that penalty like you say before half time really made a difference in terms of swaying the momentum. But what, what were your thoughts, Rosie? I thought when we're two 0 down, I was kind of dreading it's going to be three 0 yeah. But I was saying to my mates, I'm walking out if it's three 0 We got that that goal before half time, and I thought, I said to my sister. Last year we went in half time two one. We came back four two. I had a bit of hope, but I, I knew I, I didn't think we'd win the game from the start. We we didn't have that creativity in midfield. It wasn't it wasn't the best lineup to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say to anyone watching and listening, um, Rose's voice is slightly husky because she's screaming <laughs> her head off uh, both Arsenal goals and a lot lot in between. So um, yeah, if she sounds a bit husky, she'll have more beer and hopefully sound a bit better. But um, yeah, I mean, as we said, was that a good result for Arsenal? Well, I think going into the sort of break, having a point, it kind of relieves us a bit because obviously the loss against Liverpool, they were dominant and fantastic. Mm. You can't deny that at all. Champions League winners last year, so you can't really complain about the performance we put in. But yeah. getting a 2-2 from 2-0 down shows we have the resolve. 
previous years we wouldn't have had the ability to come back from such a deficit. And also it showed us that Emery does have some tactical ability in terms of bringing players in to change the momentum in the game, sort of towards the end of the game, bringing Sevios in to try and sort of switch things up. It was quite a nice thing to see, which is not what we've always had. Yeah. But it does make you think, what's going on with Ozil? If he's supposed to be this world-class number 10 spreading the ball about, yeah. what's, why is he not at the forefront? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. Just to go back to Rosie's set, because she's a German football expert as well as... Um, being a massive Arsenal fan, you've been obviously looking at the papers and, and what's going on in Germany at the moment. There's a lot of chatter about Ozil as there normally is, isn't there? I mean, what was your sort of take from the German side of what you read? I think, well, from the start, everyone knows German press aren't Mesut Ozil's, you know, biggest fans. Um, what's happened with the national team, that's understandable, there's a bit of a fallout about it. But um, it's, it's just like ongoing, is he good enough for Arsenal? And, you know, when I first say that, you're thinking, well, of course he's good enough for Arsenal, he's played for Real Madrid conquered Spain, you know, he's really good in La Liga, but I don't think we've seen it yet in the Premier League, but I mean, he almost got the assist record, but he didn't. Yeah. And it's like, you're coming so close to, to being this player that we've all expected you to be, and you've never pushed it over the line. It's not, it's not you know, massive criticism, but after what, six years yesterday or today, I think yeah, he signed. Absolutely. It's uh, it's not come yet. I haven't seen, you know, I watched the boy, you know, week in, week out, and I think this, you know, this guy's magical. Yeah. And I see it in Mesut Ozil, you know, once every three weeks if we're lucky. And it's like, you know, it, is this the player we thought we were signing? And I think the German reaction is, no, it's not. And whether that's a bounce back criticism on how he's acted towards the German national team, probably is, but then there's a bit of logic to it because... He's lost his spark, I think. I don't think he's getting on the Premier League. I don't think he ever has. He's brilliant. Everyone knows he's brilliant, but he can't do it week in, week out. And he, he, he can't. I, I don't remember the last time I've seen him consistently think he's had an amazing game. I mean, that, that season, he got all the assists. There were, you know, we had Giroud. He was taking corners. He was banging headers yeah. in. That's an assist. But it's not, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not consistent brilliance. It's hit or miss really and it's not enough for, for the amount we pay him basically yeah. and I think that's the general consensus in Germany as well Okay that, that's really interesting Glenn uh, I'm a bit of an Ozil fan I've got to say I know the cab split between all the time <laughs> but I always made the argument that he's a brilliant talent but he didn't quite have the players around him okay. and now I think we've made quite a lot of good additions to our squad especially when we get Tierney back and Bellerin I think with him sitting there in front of Lysa Glenduzzi Torreira yeah. feeding those front three he's probably got the platform now to sort of like provide that uh, skillful outlet yeah but I think we've just got to accept he's he's just he's just he's not flavour of the month with Emery yeah. yeah I mean it's yeah. interesting saying about the, where, where would you play him but I mean if Mkhitaryan can come on ahead of him I don't know what well yeah I mean we'll get to that as well but um, if you're talking in terms of purely in terms of formation you're talking 4-2-3-1 and Ozil will be in the middle with that three yeah attacking Dryden as it were yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know, don't necessarily have to play that front three all the time. I, I think I don't actually think you'll see that all the time. I think he's going to mix it up. Yeah, Emery he's definitely, uh, he's definitely sort of still slightly worried about this injury Lacazette's carrying. He yeah. signals himself off yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realise that. Yeah, I don't think sure everyone was going mad about him going yeah, off, but he, exactly. actually, he actually prompted that himself. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. you know, Europa League and stuff. I think you, you'll see that, that 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 front three. They'll sort of be in and out side. I think I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from, from my sort of recollections of Ozil, having watched him week in, week out, like you guys as well, I remember the first season he came, we played Napoli in the Champions League, and he was superb. I mean, it was only a group of stage game, Arsenal won 2 it was an easy victory, but he was absolutely brilliant. That was about a couple of weeks after we signed him, and he was absolutely superb. 
And that was a level you thought you'd get with Ozil every week, and he's been nowhere near that. I think Leicester City last season at home, 3 1, was probably his best performance of the season. But as everyone says, it's not something he does consistently. I mean, I don't know what you think. I think he gets a bit of a harsh rep sometimes, okay. personally. I'm yeah. kind of with Glenn on yeah. that. I mean, with these sort of players, you kind of expect numbers from them, big stats and everything. But if this was 20 years ago, no one really cared about the stats, I don't think. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, was 20 years ago. I certainly did as well. So I think if, if he was a player in that generation, he'd be kind of mystified it, like Burkamp was. Yeah. I know I'm, some fans might get a bit um, annoyed with me saying that. But, no, what's um, your opinion? And it's a decent one, to be fair. I mean, the kind of magic he is able to produce at points is something that we haven't seen much at the Emirates. I'd say probably Cesc Fabregas is uh, the person who comes closest to that yeah. or even surpasses that. So yeah. I think he does get a harsh a harsh rep from Arsenal fans and overall media at times. Okay. Um, and he just needs to be given a bit more leeway in that kind of respect, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I think he is a Marmite player where... You know, if you go to the Arsenal fan base, half of them love him and half of them hate him. I, I, yeah, I, 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 even now I'm not sure. He is massively great, and I love watching him when he's on form. But when he's not, when he's not on form, he, he might as well play with ten players. But I mean, what's what's your take on that? Well, my issue is that 350 grand a week. He's a very big expense. I mean, we've got a lot of players that do a lot more on far far less. Yeah. So with someone paying that much money, you'd expect them to perform more consistently, more frequently, and or take a slight more. Educated. Look, if you look at someone like Sanchez, wasn't it at United? They got rid of him finally because they couldn't afford the yeah wage in the worst swap deal in the history yeah. of football. Basically, <laughs> both sides. You know, we're still paying a lot of these wages. They are, they? but yeah. they're relieving some of that stress. I mean, yeah. same with getting rid of Mkhitaryan to Roma. It saves us two hundred grand a week. Yeah. yeah, we can't really afford that because then it starts to get the inner debate of oh, I, I do more for the team, so I should get paid more. Yeah. I think it's problematic when you've got a player like Ozil on the highest wage of the club doing the least amount of work. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't help his cause, does it really? But touching on Mike Nakatari in there, I mean, what do we think about the move to the loan move to Roma? So I watch a lot of Serie A, and uh, Roma are doing some very strange moves at the moment. Smalling, Mkhitaryan, Martin, you've got Lukaku and Sanchez at Inter, and now you've got Damian going over to Parma. It's yeah. all a bit strange what they're doing in Serie A, but I think it would suit his, his style more, because the Serie A league is much slower, Yeah, it's much more defensively minded, yeah. you've got you know, like Chiellini and Benucci, but for that, it's a better fit for his style of play and he doesn't really fit into our squad as a first team player and like I said with the money 200 grand a week we yeah. can't have him just sitting on the sidelines coming on Yeah. so going to Roma I think it's a good deal yeah absolutely I'm a bit out of loop. are we paying any of his wages or they're paying 200 grand we're paying 25 grand a week okay, well, a small loan um, surplus good old Ralph Sanoi again eh? with his, uh, with his <laughs> he knows his stuff he does to me what, what do you think about Mkhitaryan and the, and the move th- I'm glad he's gone yeah. in a way I mean <laughs> not in that you know respect him as a player. I was, you know, Dortmund, he was incredible, yeah. world-class, yeah. without a doubt. But, you know, as you said, Sergio, I think going to, to Italy is going to help him. They play, you know, through the channels. I don't think the Premier League suits him at all. Our full-backs are far too good defensively okay. for him to, to kind of dance around as he did in the Bundesliga. It's not, it doesn't suit him. He, he's not fast enough. He's not, sk- he, no, he's got skill enough. I'm just sat here. Criticising an amazing football player, <laughs> but uh, no, he's um, he, he's an incredible football player, but yeah. he's not, he's not hostile, he's not, he's not, he's good enough, but he's not 
Yeah. Don't fit. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Do you know, I, I've always felt with him that he's, I've never sort of taken him seriously as an Arsenal player. It was like he came along with the package. Mm. I agree with you. Know, sort of yeah, I agree with you. Know, right, we're going to take Sanchez off you. You have him. Which, I uh, feel like, yeah, we were forced to like him. seems to have had a lot of those deals over the years we've got it lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think it's the best thing that could have happened okay, yeah. this summer because Arsenal fans were getting tired of him, I think. Yeah. And it's just, he just doesn't fit in with what we're trying to do at the moment as well, bringing through all the young players like Nelson and Saka yeah. at the moment who could easily take up those positions and be more exciting. Yeah. So I think it fits all parties well. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we wish him luck at Roma, but we don't really need him yeah. right now. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you on that. I think I can't remember who said it on Twitter today, but um, obviously Mkhitaryan's last... last performance for Arsenal, say performance lightly, was yesterday. And that could have been in place of, I don't know it was only 20 minutes or whatever, but that could have been in place of Joe Willett. Joe Willett could have had extra time, but he, that was a really strange decision for memory, I thought. Yeah. And also, um, <coughs> a bit of name dropping, I was on TalkSport last night, as, um, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who <laughs> mentioned that. Yeah, no, not into that at all, have I? Um, and we were sort of talking about that, and um, it, it quite, one of the questions put to me was, um, why did Mkhitaryan come on instead of Ozil? And I was like... Oh, that's the question all about. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, is, 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 is it Emery's natural caution that he would do something like that? It did, I just can't fathom it at all. I mean, what, why, why, why wouldn't you play Ozil or brought Ozil well, on at that particular time? I think historically, in the sort of like short tenure that he's been there, he always seemed to quite like um, Mkhitaryan in front of and sort of give more protection in front of our, our full-backs. Okay. Was there any protection? Well, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, he, but that's the thinking, yeah. He never saw that role with Rosal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he just used to think he left our, our full-backs wide open. So he, he always plunged on, on, like you say, on, on the urban side of course. Yeah. So I thought he gave more protection. But uh, I don't know, he just gives the ball away. He just, he just seems to fluff his line. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sorry to see him that. <sighs> no, I mean, <clears throat> that's a supplementary question. Is it really, is his Arsenal career over? Yeah. Yeah, he's not coming yeah, back. I think Roma the kind of club that this still suits them very well. They'll fit him out this season, but he's more than likely going to stay there. Okay. It would make sense for them. Just see yeah, so yeah, absolutely. And we all look, we all think that as well, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even think he, he he never looked settled or happy, really, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he had a good start. I think. Yeah, and he was sort of Wenger put his arm around him, and that's just yeah. sort of like needs that. But yeah, for me, yeah, he's more. I think he's more a Wenger player than a Emery yeah. player as well. Yeah, yeah. Like. In the first kind of half season, he was he, he linked up quite well with Aubameyang a few times. Yeah, and then because um, he did come quite central in that kind of spell of time, but Emery likes likes to use him kind of out wide for that kind of fullback protection, yeah. Yeah, which isn't really it's, yeah, exactly. it's not his game really. So yeah. Yeah. Um, best for him to leave, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll agree on that. Um, just to go back to German media for a second with a German link, Bernd Leno. Um, I think we're all in agreement that he fluffed his, his lines for the goal. But did he redeem himself with a lot of saves? I, I did a tweet yesterday saying, you know, what was it saved from? Was it Son? And it was just you know, top notch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I was saying basically, yeah, great save, slightly dry and as much as the reverence as I could muster when I was Arsenal one him down. I was like, did that make up for him, you know, fluffing his lines for the goal? Um, and when, in our player ratings, our Guna Fanzine TV player ratings, I was quite scathing on that because I thought his error meant Arsenal didn't win the game or was one of the reasons why they didn't. But at the same time, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, what's, what's the view in Germany? Just go to the German view first. 
I mean, I followed Bayern Leverkusen quite closely, yeah. like my, my favourite German club. And when we signed Leno, I thought, like, from a Bayern Leverkusen fan, really fan, yeah. uh, I was like, oh, like, we've lost him. And then I was like, as an Arsenal fan, I was I was buzzing because he is a phenomenal talent. He is a great goalkeeper and he's everything that we haven't had, say, since we lost Lehman, I guess, really. Yeah. But he also has the ability to, uh, you know, fluff his lines. He's not... He's got this, you know, a barrier around him almost. Oh, he's young, he'll get better. But he hasn't. I mean, it's yeah. not that he hasn't. He's He is an exceptional goalkeeper, but he's never going to be Germany's number one. Yeah. He, he's not... He hasn't got the balance. He's too... You know, I think he gets excited sometimes. Okay. Yesterday's error was it was just an error, and it was a defensive error as well as, as you know, got a goalkeeper mishap. But um, you know, he's, he's he's an exceptional goalkeeper. He's just not he's not not that he's not ready. He's just he's just very mistake prone, and I think everyone expects him to make mistakes, which is you know, it's not it's not him. I and mean, what what would you say is is what he's lacking in terms of goalkeeper attributes, and is it concentration? Is it? I think with Bayer Leverkusen, he went to number one straight away okay. because he was young, he's agile, he's he's ready to learn, he's he's a good goalkeeper. But when you have that responsibility as number one, and you don't have the competition behind you, you don't necessarily push on. You yeah. you remain at a level. And with Petr Cech as well, he knew he'd be number one. Petr Cech was yeah. lacking in his career. You know, M- Martinez is a good goalkeeper, but whether he's going to actually push Leno on to, to be number one, yeah. I, I highly doubt it. I don't think... Leno's exceptional. I don't doubt his talent yeah. at all, but I don't think he's going to kind of grow up in a sense of okay. making these errors because he's never been pushed in his career to not be number one. It's a really interesting point. So you don't think he'll get to, say, a Tostegen or... Um, no, not at all. I, and I think in the German team, he'll never be number one. And okay. I think Germany have got exceptional goalkeepers. I think Leno is a very, very good goalkeeper, but I don't think he'll ever be taken as serious as, say, Manuel Neuer or yeah. Sagan or even, you know, Trapp. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. he's at that level. Okay, that's interesting. Well, what did you think of um, Leno's performance? I think um, overall, everyone's going to focus on the mistake, but like uh, Rosie said, it was a defensive mistake more, as well as just a goalkeeping mistake. And I think. Even with that, he's an exceptional goalkeeper for us anyway. He makes really good point-blank saves almost every week. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. even at, um, I think it was at Wembley last season. Yeah, that double save. The double save that kept, save, the game, yeah, kept so. us in the game. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. with with every goalkeeper, you're going to get that. De Gea makes mistakes almost every week now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's kind of turning some United fans, but he's still... A uh, pretty good goalkeeper. Yeah, it doesn't make bad goalkeeper. So yeah. exactly, and even Lehman in his day yeah. was quite erratic yeah. in what he would do on the pitch. So it, it's just going to happen. We just got to accept that, I think. And okay. I, I, I'm more than happy with him yeah. as our goalkeeper. Okay, and we just like I say, got to mistakes and experience and move on, really. And yeah, but he got dropped another one think? yesterday. I thought he spooned another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was in my mind. That went in. Yeah. Not, what, too, not too in a game place. What's your take? What's your take on him? Um, it's difficult to judge with goalies. Like he's always under under the magnifying glass. But um, yeah, he's okay. I just, I mean, are there that many great keepers out there? I mean, everyone seems so prone to mistakes. No coincidence, the top two goalies are playing for the top two teams. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're few and far between. Sort of like that watertight, you know, distribution, shot stopping. I don't know, I think the way sort of like teams play it out for the back a lot now tends to yeah. put a little bit more added pressure on Yeah, it. and with a no rule as well. With yeah, the goal no as well. Uh, it all looks a bit, you know, for a lot of teams, it looks a bit sort of flappy. 
know, it's, it's sort of full stop bearing down closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you can't help playing a fellow David Lewis at times, which we'll go to in a sec. But yeah, yeah. Leno, what, what was your um, statement so, first? I like Leno. I think he's got a lot of good ability in him. But I mean, my main gripe is that I didn't actually want to get rid of Ospina. <laughs> really? I personally preferred Ospina at the time. Controversial, really? Well, because I, I watched quite a lot of the South American stuff, so I watched him playing for Colombia, and he was a good keeper. Uh, so, I mean, Leno, he never did an international stage, so international rate for him is just, it's just, a, you know, just a jolly. So he's, he's only there week in, week out, so he doesn't really get as much pressure as some of the other top-class keepers have, because yeah. he doesn't have as much well, game yeah, time, comparatively. Yeah. So you'd go, um, obviously, uh, David Ospina would be the number one keeper even now, yeah. and Martinez number two, and Leno would just be... Well, no, Leno would be there, but I'd, I'd prefer Ospina as well, around the world, myself. But obviously yeah. that shit's long sale. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look at Napoli, I mean... They're still playing good games. I mean, obviously, they've got good opponents, but Ospina's still doing a bit of a shift. Yeah, well, I, I covered um, the game in Napoli last season and um, in the Europa League, and for the life of me, I can't remember the, the keeper who, um, who played in that game. He was brilliant. I thought mm. he was really good. But Ospina was still getting games in, in Serie A, so he must be doing something decent. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we're going to talk, we've, we've talked about defence, where we're going to touch on uh, Socrates and David Luiz. Thoughts on David Luiz from a long term Arsenal fan? Former uh, Chelsea player, David Well, Lewis. I think you're going to see what we knew we were going to get. You're going to get moments of brilliance, you know, a lot of good distribution with the long passes, but prone to errors, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Classic Arsenal centre-half. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the reason we signed him, surely. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I know we're going to talk about the game more, but just yesterday, sort of like him sort of mistiming that. You know, it was basically a punt downfield, their first goal. Yeah. yeah. And Socrates was out of position. Yeah. He was out of position. Uh, Lino was out of position, sort of like lying poleaxed on the floor, sort of stretching. I thought he was quite slow in his reactions to sort of yeah. the game, but maybe, no, it, was maybe just, it, just it was just a calamity of errors, really. Yeah. A calamity of errors, is that a phrase? Yeah, you know, a couple of mistakes against Liverpool. I, I, I don't I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we're going to get Holden. Who would, who would come in if Holden walked into that team? Who would well, go that's out? the thing. I mean, there's, a, yeah, there's talk of a lot of players being linked with us, and I've written about that a lot. Sure. Over the summer and prior to that, but in the terms of concrete players, yeah. players actually coming in, who is that? Like say, who would also get rid of? Would you assign him in the first place? Yeah, because we needed, we needed someone. someone. Yeah, we just yeah. needed bodies in there, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, What's your take on that? Um, I guess I'm I'm for him in the back. Um, what, I, what do you think his main strengths are? Obviously, what we're talking what, technique. And yeah. What, uh, being on the ball, okay, yeah, strength, yeah, which is what Emery wants, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. like, I've, and with him coming in, I thought we might play with a back three a lot more. Yeah, okay. um, but so far we've stayed with four at the back. Other than thinking the last twenty minutes against Burnley, yeah, kind of yeah shifted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him being one of our starting centre backs. I think he's got the ability to kind of propel us forward when maybe. Um, if it's one of those new goal kicks and it's taken short inside the box, he can just spray a pass. Yeah, and he's got a talent and yeah. technique to push on if he needs straight to. across the six yard. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I've got to say, I'll just go back. I, I said to you earlier, I thought he marshaled Kane quite well yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And he was sort of, uh, he had his arms around him, pushing him in, pulling all the tricks that Kane normally does, and Kane, Kane didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, on, on that level, I, mean, I think, you know, there's only, what, we three, four games in? Yeah. 
So give it time. Yeah. But, you know, it could be good, could be a good asset. We certainly needed someone in there anyway. Yeah, and he's certainly a stopgap till to the January transfer, or even next summer when Salida comes in, hopefully. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your take on David Luiz? I've always thought of him as a midfielder, and I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I think he's unbelievable on the ball. He's a great, you know, set piece taker. He's agile. He's, he's, he's relatively quick, but I just think he's a terrible defender. I don't. I don't think he's. It's not. He's. You know, he's good enough for Arsenal. Of course, he is. We haven't really got anything that is good enough for Arsenal. But for the time being, until Holding's back, I yeah. think he's straight back on the bench. I don't think he's got what it takes to. I think Socrates is a better defender, okay, yeah. but I think I think David Luiz has got everything but the defensive mind that's needed to play centre back in Premier League. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon? Well, I think you've got a question purchasing him from a team that have a transfer ban. They can't put anyone <laughs> in to replace him. So if they're getting rid of him, is it really, is it really that surplus of requirements that they, they're like, no, you can, you can have him, you can replace him. That's, that for me is always questionable. Obviously, he's, he's got the experience, he's got the ability on the ball, but we need defensive-minded players. We don't need another player that's really good attacking. Yeah. We need someone that can actually stay in defence. Just stay there. Solid centre Just, just stay in centre-back. Don't, don't, we don't want you in the six-yard box. Stay there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you touched on it there. I've got to ask a question. Harry Kane. Give us your thoughts on Harry Kane to start with. Well, it's the first podcast. I won't swear. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's just, you know, you knew he was going to score that penalty. Yeah. It's, it's so annoying that he's such a good penalty taker. And he has to do it every single time he plays <laughs> against us. But he's getting a bit of a rep, isn't he? But St. Harry, you know, England's captain, he's uh, not getting booked for diving. But, um, Which moves on to the second question. What what were your views on that particular coming together? As you say? Well, he's, he's, started, he's, he's started to engineer this technique where he uses his upper body strength to get across the defender, doesn't mm. he? He did it against New, was it Newcastle last week? Yeah. I think that was a bit more 50-50, but you can see what he's doing. He comes across in front of a defender that's behind him. Like uh, I read today, um, Socrates was always getting, already going mad when he was sort of like flying through the air. Yeah, yeah he, he did look like that. He was arms flapping about. But yeah, I thought he was pretty quiet yesterday. Uh, but, you know, he did whack that one against the post with silence just for a couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought he was marshaled quite well by Luis. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he did well. But um, what was your view? Yeah, I mean, for the penalty claim, I guess, like, because obviously it was like going away from goal. Yeah. You can't properly see him. Yeah. So I, I was kind of high enough. I was, <laughs> I was just so scared. I, I saw him go down and I turned away. <laughs> and I was like, please, please, please. Yeah. And then I was fine after that. Other than that, I think, yeah, he, he had that chance, which was unreal, the way he kind of spun the ball around swiveled that away and yeah. then got the shot off so like for that he was unreal but he was a bit quiet he yeah. around the ground couldn't he yeah yeah. That post. yeah 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 what do you think it was right in front of me so <laughs> uh, I mean my vision was a bit blurred but he was uh, not four hours down the pub before <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he, he just goes over easily he tapped him on the back and he flew and he screamed and it's like could you actually hear him scream from where you were you can see his mouth yeah. he's just you know, he's got. He has built a reputation, but no one's acting on it. Yeah. The referee knew straight away he's dived. So that's a yellow card. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's not. He's dived in the box. Yeah. If it's not a penalty, it's a yellow card. Yeah. Um. You know, no, no one thought it was a penalty. He tapped him on the back. He flew over. He screamed. Everyone got on with it. But it's a yellow card. It's not. Yeah. And this reputation isn't okay. You know, 
Mo Salah, everyone's criticising him straight away. Oh, he's a yeah. diver. He's yeah. terrible. Harry Kane does it every other game now. Yeah, and it's, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's England's Shearer's captain. He's incredible. Yeah. What was that one with Shearer and Lennon? And, um, Shearer literally just wallops his foot well, into Lennon's yeah, face. Lennon was and the FA the practically yeah. charged Lennon with um, Lennon, attacking Shearer's foot off. Shearer nearly put his head out. Out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. Lennon was really good. Lennon was accidental. Yeah, exactly. But he so, yeah. like, someone mentioned that match of the day and he didn't like it. Was that Jermaine Genus by any chance? Might have been. No surprise. But um, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think it makes some valid points as well. well. What do you reckon? I think, obviously, he's a dangerous player, so you've got to keep an eye on him. I think we marshalled him well. I think he didn't have as much impetus on the game as he would have done in previous seasons and has done in previous seasons. Yeah. So I think it shows that. We've worked him out, finally, and it took us a few years, such a 10 goals, but, you know, we finally worked out how to try and marshal it. All we need to do is stop giving away silly errors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of us for seasons, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pepe and Sabalos. I don't know if I mentioned I was on TalkSport last night, and um, <laughs> one of the questions was um, what I thought about Pepe. I mean, it's quite a left-field question, considering all the other stuff that went on in the North London derby, and it got me thinking, really. Um, what are your views on Pepe start? I think it's an interesting sort of dynamic young ringer with a lot of pace. He brings something slightly different. Obviously, we were trying to go for Zaha and we went for the French version instead. So I'm quite happy with him. He brings something different that we haven't had for a bit of time. So I think he's obviously a better Awobi. So I think it was a good... Well, see where he's going yesterday? Yeah. Like, why didn't he do that for Arsenal? There was a classic Everton, long ball, cross, straight in. Header, yeah, it's Harry Henry, yeah. And obviously, Robbie's first debut goal was a header as well. So yeah. He just seems to like it. But I think Pepe is a good signing for us. I think he's got a good intent. I think people are a bit too harsh on him too early on yeah. saying he hasn't got the end product. But my God, the man is he's pushing that wing hard. He's making players work yeah. for their defence. So I don't think you can judge him quite yet. But I think he's, he looks a very good prospect for the next season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what was your take on them? Yeah, the same really. I think you can't really criticise him. He's yeah. played, what, two games uh, and Liverpool he caused absolute havoc every time he got on the ball you knew he was going to do something and yeah. I don't think we've had that since Sanchez yeah. um, you know he's going to take time for him to properly integrate into the team I think it'll take time for him to find his feet into the Premier League and, and you know yeah. learn how to actually score, score some goals he missed that chance against Liverpool but um I can't criticise him yet. You've got to give him at least like five games before you say, come on now, you've got to score But no, he gives us everything we wanted him to give us and what we've been lacking. So I can't criticise him yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I mean, there's a bloke there. Dennis Berkham, I, I think he took 10 games to score for Arsenal. Yeah. And everyone outside Arsenal Football Club was saying, what, what a waste of money is this player? Blah, blah, blah. And that's Southampton, the 4-2 about September '95. Yeah, he scored an absolute cracker. I'm sure we all remember well, him. Well. He just kicked off from there. Henri as well. Southampton like took a while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was playing out wide. I remember on his debut, I had his white boots on and stuff. Is it Leicester? Yeah, he was looking all over yeah, the place. Yeah. So who he signed in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much. I think everyone would say that as well. We just need to sign, doesn't it? Really? So, yeah. I mean, the I think the main thing that excites everyone is his unpredictability. Yeah, that's okay, what yeah, we were missing point. because with Sanchez, you didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. Okay, near the end, that was kind of hit or miss. But um, so far, I think Pepe's been a uh, fine signing and I can't wait to see more after the international break. Yeah, yeah, fair point. I think we all agreed on that yeah. as well. Well, you know, just little things. You just know you've got a talent there. He's little, where he turns his player and then he's away. Yeah. And you know, just know something's going to happen. I think um, in a few weeks' time when he gets a bit more confident, into the side as you said he might start being a little bit more selfish because we had a, we had a similar situation against Burnley we got yesterday 
Well, he was bursting through the middle, yeah. and he just seemed to sort of like hold back, try and find someone else. Yes. Hit yeah. a pass, yeah. you know, at that level, if you hit a pass slightly half a yard back, yeah. that's enough time for a defender. Exactly. And he looks worse as well, doesn't he? Yeah, so I think he's playing a little unselfishly, but um, yeah, he needs to sort of like polish up his finishing. I might see him sort of start putting one or two in. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. But he's going to be good. He's yeah, be good. yeah. That's what you've got to consider. He's only had a few yeah. weeks to yeah. play with the team. Exactly. He doesn't know what other players' abilities are, what they're like. He yeah. needs to sort of meld with the team more before you can see more from him. Absolutely, and get used to the manager and the club and the ethos and yeah. just in the country, I suppose, and yeah. the culture as well. Um, Sabalos, what was your views on Sabalos? He came on so quick feet and had that cracking shot, didn't he? He did. I thought for a man who's sort of like, he's actually slowed up a little bit, hasn't he, Henry, with his changes? Before he was sort of like whacking two or three on yeah. half time. Yeah. I really thought half time we needed a change. We got that goal, and I thought that was time for him to go, right, okay, we've got the goal back, we're going to change it. And he didn't. I think I'd like to see Sabalos on second half. Straight off from the you know, break, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, no, he's, he's terrific. He's terrific. Uh, he just, he just, as soon as he came on, that front three was so much more involved. You know, and he just, we, we stepped up that 10 yards. We were camped out in there after most of that second half, weren't we? Yeah. We on yeah. breakaway, and it got a bit ragged at the end. But, um, no, he was great, just driving through. Yeah. Him, yeah. yeah, fair point. What, what was your take on? Yeah, I mean, like Glenn, I was kind of surprised they didn't come at half time. Yeah. Because even in last year's North London derby, uh, Emery brought on Lacazette and Ramsey at half time. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then Ramsey was basically man of the match. Yeah. yeah. So I think if that if there was a time to do it, that would have been the time. And I think um, I was also going back to the kind of starting eleven. I was surprised neither him or Sit. Not neither him or Willock were involved yeah. because yeah. I think Willock had done nothing to be dropped. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that the fact that he wasn't dropped at Liverpool, I kind of thought, okay, maybe he's proven himself to yeah. to Emery, and now's his chance to kind of prove himself in the game that means most to him. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was kind of a surprise to me, but with Sabalos, I was happy when he came on. And uh, he didn't really set set foot wrong. The only time he kind of did was he had like this little challenge with <laughs> with Delia. Delia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free kick. That, 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 that was another one where I was like, I'm hoping Martin <laughs> Atkinson didn't see that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Luckily, yeah. he didn't. So. Yeah, thank God for that. I mean, it's always good to one up Spurs, but for, like, players aren't fans. But yeah. you were looking at the referee as well. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah good point. And, uh, do you recognise him? I agree, really. I don't know yeah. why he didn't start. He's got like the passion that you need in football. He's very, you know, sort of very strong minded. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's energetic. He'll, he'll go, go back when he needs to. He'll go forward. He can shoot, pass, everything, really. I don't know why he didn't start. But... He, he hates losing the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. really angry. Yeah, 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 you can see that yeah. body language in his face. He's yeah. perfect for a North London derby. I don't know why he didn't start, but, you know, what, what can we do now? We'd hope he started away at Spurs. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. But you know, he's he's a good player, and I think we've got we've got a right talent on our hands, and I hope something can come at the end of the season where we can get it over the line if possible. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, he hasn't got. Um, there's no clause it's in his contract, is there? Yeah, yeah. Which is strange, really, considering. But um, maybe that's one of the clauses the deal to start with. But um, yeah, what was your take? Well, it just shows how much Real Madrid really wanting back. They're trying to try and get some game time in because when he comes back, he's yeah. going to try and fill that hole that they've been missing. Yeah, probably since over. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, goes back to that. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a talented player. Knows his positioning well. When he came on, he just changed the dynamics of the game. He forced Spurs onto the back foot just by spraying the ball around a bit more, which, yeah. as we said earlier, gave three DMs rather than starting with him. 
or Ozil makes such a big difference. Yeah. So he's an undeniable talent, but looks like we've only got him for one season. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just sort of something there. It's quite interesting that everyone sort of said that he should have come on earlier at half time or whenever. Mm. Is that just is that just a tactical thing by um, by I was going to say Wenger then by Emery, or is that a criticism Emery? Did you say at the moment? In, in terms of being too, too think, cautious, I think the second half performance, particularly when he was on the pitch, showed that there was only really one team that grabbed that by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I sit at that that end towards that end, and he was constantly in that half. Yeah, and yeah, um, I, yeah I was just really surprised he didn't come on earlier. I think we should have just really gone for it. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right, and we, we've saved the best or or the worst to last, depending on your viewpoint. Arsenal captain Granit Xhaka. I've got to start with Granit Glenn. Um, what, give us your take on Granit Xhaka first and then give us your take on his performance yesterday. My take on him is I, I'm i often sending texts. To Granit Xhaka? Well, no, not to Granit Xhaka. Well, no, if I had his number. <laughs> yeah, there'd be, there'd be no, some I'm sort of restraining order. I'm often sending texts okay. to uh, like a, few, a few of my mates uh, at the games or if we're watching it on TV. And, that. and the question always is, what exactly does Granit Xhaka do? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I thought that from that, I actually saw his debut. I think it was away at Forest in the League Cup. Yeah, I meant to go four 0 And he looked yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got a real talent here. Yeah. But uh, I'm afraid that he came along at the same time as Mustafi, and they've got to be the two worst, <laughs> most expensive mistakes. And what Mustafi, thirty five million? I'm still, yeah. I'm still shocked by that. And what, what was um, Jacko? He was twenty odd million for yeah, the Bristol. I think he was actually a bit more. Than that. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. 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 it was. Yeah. But um, no, I've never. I, He's obviously favoured by every manager he's played for. But why? I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I said yeah. to you yesterday, whether it's stats or whatever, I know apparently our win percentage is more when he's in the team as opposed to when he's out the team. But how? I don't know because he sort of already conspires to try and lose us a game when he plays. Yeah, you know, six yeah. penalties he's given away or something. Dark. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was criminal that that challenge he put on yeah, Sun. I, I, mean, really I about thought yesterday. the one against Brighton at the end of last season. Yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But was, yesterday, yeah. I mean, they said it was late. <laughs> yeah, it was late, it was late, wasn't it? Really, yeah. It was, but it was just better technique as well. It wasn't loss of form, I didn't no, think. It was no. just there's no need to go to the ground like that. It was the just really bad technique, and he just came through like a train. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can you can't put your hands up and go look. I've made a mistake because it's just bad. It's well, to me, I think he was lucky to be on the pitch actually because I think he went Stephen in against Kane. Right? He, yeah, yeah. He made seven fouls. Yeah, was it seven fouls? Really? Yeah, that's quite a lot. Yeah, and that's just his go-to. I don't know. Sort of like when he goes on autopilot, that is what he does. Yeah, foul people. Yeah, yeah. I think his problem is he's so slow. Yeah. Like when when we signed him from from Mönchengladbach, I was like, why? He's so slow. Like in the Bundes, he can get away with it because they play out wide more than through the middle. Yeah, you can get away with it. You can win the ball back, and you're a hero. But you know, in the Premier League, if you're not you know an agile at least yeah. defensive midfielder, they're laughing at you. Yeah. And as soon as we signed him, I thought, why are we doing this? Yeah. And I'm still thinking, why have we done this? Like yeah. he's so slow. And he tries to warrant his, you know, his lack of pace by sliding in and trying to win the ball. And I, I don't remember last time he actually won the ball. He's yeah. just a, a lot of that panic comes out of him losing the ball, giving the ball away. He yeah, he's just been very rash with everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, for what it's worth, I, I think he's not. And I've said this before. He's not dynamic enough to be a box to box midfielder. No. He's not creative enough to be a number ten or even a creative midfielder. And I don't think he's just disciplined defensively enough to be a defensive pivot in the, in the shield of two or three even. And what, what's it, what's the point of Granny Jack? And I've, I've interviewed him at London Colney and uh, in various mix zones and stuff. And he talks a good game and yeah, he's a nice guy. But at the same time, he does. I don't think he adds anything to Arsenal football. Well, I would be devil's advocate. 
when you watch him play, you look at his stats, he's, he's a prolific passer of the ball. His passing rate is so much higher than many of our other midfielders. Passes, does it say which direction the ball goes? <laughs> no, but he just shows he's Fraser Alonso. So yeah. if we maybe had more reliable centre-backs, he wouldn't have to go back and make rash um, tackles and decisions. Interesting point. If he just stayed just solely in the middle and acted as a providing pivot rather than a defensive-minded midfielder. So just like, not even number 10, not a DM, just sort of just... Stay there yeah. and let your wing backs work around you. Your centre backs do their job and let your number ten in front of you play, so he can try and provide to them. That's yeah. what he does well. But he doesn't do like the whole keeping his head, defending, and/or attacking well. But he does the passing very well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's a fair point. <laughs> it's unusual as ever, sir. But you make a good point. <laughs> but, but my, my question, would be, my follow-up question would that to be would be to that: if you're going to play in a two in front of a four, who would your two be? Would it be Torreira and Gwendozi? And if so. Where would yeah, you have to play, basically? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be that. But yeah. I mean, you've got to have a backup. Yeah, but yeah. It begs the question, he's our captain now, but what, yeah. like, is there no one else of experience and all sort of martial yeah. ability that is he the yeah. best choice of captain? Seriously, I mean, we, me and Toby were talking, Toby, our wonderful producer over there at the moment, who's um, putting this all together. We were talking about this the other day, and we are going to do a podcast special on the Arsenal captaincy, and I, I could talk for hours about it, I'm sure we all could. I don't understand Granny Jack as captain, but but we'll leave it there because we're not going to talk about that. We're going to round it up now. It's been it's been a really really good chat about the North London derby. Thanks for listening. This is um this is the end of Guna Fan, Guna Fanzine TV's first podcast. Um, I've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed all the gang today. There's going to be a lot more of everyone as well over the coming weeks and months. We plan to do a podcast every Monday night. Um, thanks to our sponsor. Um, he's he's a very very lovely guy. I've known him for years. Doesn't want to be mentioned, but you know who you are. So thank you very much for that. Um, thanks to all you guys for, for coming along um, on YouTube we're on we're on YouTube at Guna Fanzine TV subscribe although for someone like me who's an absolute dinosaur I thought subscribe meant you give some money up or personal things it just basically means like like or follow on YouTube basically so give us a give us a subscribe on that um, we're on Guna, Guna Fanzine Twitter feed um, I'm at Lady29 you don't even have a smartphone so I'm not asking you about social media <laughs> what, what's your um, social media tags if you want to um, share them my Twitter is just uh, at Art Roche, so if you want to follow me there you can cool, cool. Rosie just Rosie Tupple but the L's are 11 yes I can remember that now yeah yeah Serge Sergeboy19 Galatia London on Instagram for anything irreverent and Italian <laughs> excellent thanks very much for your time and um, yeah see you soon cheers <laughs>